You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. To episode five of Pitch This. Welcome back, everybody. How is everybody doing? Yeah, hopefully your week was eventful and exciting and awesome. Yeah, Chris. How was your weekend? You know my week. My well, my week. My week. You know, I I I I've been doing a series of reviews for Geek Elite Media, and Check I'm them scared because like um when it's an independent comic book company and. Uh, Starburns Productions, and they made this interview, or this sorry, this uh, process, this comic book, this independent comic book. Those are the words I'm looking for. <laughs> and um, when they sent it to us, Mitch was like, "Hey, who wants to do it?" And I said, "Sure, I'll go after it." And I'm glad I did. It's been a lot of fun. But what scares me though is when they sent it to us, they had five issues out, and I was like, "Oh, well, I'll do one issue a week. That way, it'll generate hype and stuff like that." And I'm done. So it's like, oh my god, that was five weeks. So life in quarantine is crazy. <laughs> like I don't even need a calendar anymore. Every day is the same. I know it just um, goes by so fast. But at least this weekend I was really productive. What uh, four articles in our podcast? So man, creative juices were flowing. I wish I could do that That's every good. other day. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Same here. I mean, I've been trying to make a video for my YouTube channel. I'm just like, what do I want to do now? Like, I don't want to base it on Corona and the quarantine again. Like everyone's doing that. So I'm like, I need to come up with something different. And it's so hard to do something else because that's so relevant right now of course yeah that is the that's where the uh, pulse of the the population is right now yeah well anyway so chris any news that you have to share with us today all right so we had some exciting hype hasbro they have a lot of great toy properties right now marvel uh power rangers gi joe and various others so it's an exciting time to be a fan of their properties so this was really cool um they do i think it's called fan review fan reveal fridays and last friday hasbro said okay check it out if you back us, we will make this really cool project. What is the really pr- cool project? A 26.3-inch Sentinel. <laughs> right? I mean, this <laughs> thing is freaking huge. Like, I'm I'm bewildered by it. It's like, dude, you could get like a, what, uh, two and a half foot tall. No, that's too much. Uh, over two feet tall Sentinel. Wait, how much is it? The 26.3. So oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, barely two over feet, two yeah. feet. Yeah. You know, a giant toy. I mean, like, so it was funny. Somebody photoshopped uh, an image, him sleeping in bed with the Sentinel next to him and his wife on the floor. <laughs> That's how much <laughs> we toy collectors value what we love. Uh, so, anyways, but what's more astounding is they said, okay, it's going to have a price point of $350. And, wow. And they said, okay, we're only going to do it if we can get crowdfunding. So we need 6,000 backers. So within a day, they did it. They met that goal. That's so crazy. That's insane. That is. Uh, The math on that, I guess somebody says it's like almost 2 million. It's like, that's nuts. Then on top of that, um, they've also set peers for for tiers for every 1,000 extra. So 6,000, then the next tier will be 7,000 and so on. They already hit the second tier within two days. 
Uh, that's when we're broadcasting. Yeah. People really want this. Yeah. So it's going to be nuts. So, I mean, keep your eyes out. You know, I think a lot of people are hoping to buy it, invest, and then see what they can do on the secondary market, which probably will work because even the old Sentinel toys that were put out before, they're still holding a $300 price point. And I think they came out like maybe 50, 70 bucks. That's crazy. It is nuts. So I I can't imagine how big they are because I saw Rafa has, um, the, what is it, Apocalypse? Yeah, yeah, the build yeah, figure. That's huge. Right? Yeah, I yeah. saw it compared to his other toys. And I was just like, what? Like, that's insane. It is. It's like, uh, dude, a two foot tall toy. Like, I have a Voltron and it's 18 inches, and that thing's freaking huge. Yeah. So, this Sentinel is going to be like putting Voltron in his place. It's going to be your kid. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you're like, there's going to be some cases where you could like set up a Sentinel to hold your baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's babysitters. <laughs> baby Sentinel. All right. So, anyways, uh, moving along though, this was pretty cool. HBO Max, I'm sure you've been listening and you probably already know this, but I want to talk about it. They're thinking about doing a Batman spinoff show. Uh, already? So, yeah, right? Uh, so based it, off, off of, of Robert Pattinson, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Matt sorry, Reeves and right. Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman world that they're going to create. So I hear it's going to be kind of like um, a prequel, which is totally fine. No, actually, I'm sorry. It's not. I think it should be based off of the Gotham Central comic book. Um, yes, there was a comic book and they even did trade paperbacks of it. And this was awesome because it is dealing with Gotham City cops and all the street level crime and all the blowback from people like Batman, the Joker, Two-Face and all those guys. Also, it's during these. It's not like... No, that's what the comic was. The show, I'm already hearing talks of it being like a prequel. But again, (sighs) we're not forcing you to click anything. We're just talking. That's what I love about what we do. Uh, Everybody else is going to be like, oh, click on this and find the surprise link. Nobody knows anything right now because it hasn't... Like, there's nothing greenlit. It's just saying, hey, this is what's been pitched. That's why it's here, because we pitch this. So anyways, if I were to say anything about this, I would say do Gotham Central. It's a great idea because you could totally get like picture SUV, but in a super in law and order SUV picture. SUV. It, but in a, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, the, no, I was talking about the one about the car. The S now, but uh, oh, the SUV. Yeah, <laughs> SUV, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, law and order, you know, but like in a superhero world, like that'd that's be, that'd awesome, be really cool. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. These are the people that come up and like, oh, man, this guy was driven insane by the scarecrow. How do you deal with that? What's the fallout? We don't see that in Batman. <laughs> we just see Batman take on the scarecrow. You and, know? and I would think that there would be a lot of lazy cops. Like, as in, like, they're like, oh, Batman's got that. Like, they hear about yeah. a bank robbery. Like, oh, okay, well. I'm not going to rush. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there in 20, 30 minutes. As a matter like, of fact, it's better if Batman gets there first. That's, yeah. that's less heat. I <laughs> exactly. Do. Like, Yeah, you know, there's so much potential for I guess, story. Well, I don't think they could do it into a comedy show. They would have to do it into a, a serious show because they had that show right on NBC. Oh, God, yeah. yeah the superhero like, one. Um, yeah, but it wasn't like It didn't any, even make a season. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It had Alan Tudyk. Tudyk, yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah, it would have to be serious. And I, but I hope it's not like Gotham. I'm sorry for all the Gotham lovers, but I just hope it's not like that. No, I don't want it to be Gotham either because like Gotham, like I get it. You're you're going down the street. Smallville went down. Okay, cool. But the the thought process behind this is so this is Kid Batman, and you're learning about all these villains. So it's like. Okay, well, by the time he grows up to be Batman, he's going to be punching out a bunch of old dudes, you know? Like, Yeah. You know, no, like, yeah, for sure. Take that osteoporosis face, you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, he shattered my hip. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess even in the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, like, yeah, he he's was already older. Yeah, yeah, but I guess what they're saying is he's not the iteration of Joker that goes against Batman. He's just the first yeah, version yeah. of him. That's just 
I, I still hold to this. It's a good film if you like Taxi Driver, Falling Down, yeah, and stories yeah, of like course. that. Uh, it's just they draped it in the Batman world to make money. I know. I'm speaking hearsay wow. here. Yeah, wow, but, Chris. I mean, I enjoyed it. I went and saw it, but I it, you, you take out the couple of times he drops the words Thomas Wayne, and it's just like, oh, yeah, there's this really <sighs> rich guy who gets mad at Robert De Niro. Cool. That's it. I'm <laughs> done with this show. This is the last episode, everybody. <laughs> it's all right. We got people lining up. Arnold called. I want to do the show with you, Chris. You're such oh, a genius. He's back. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, hang tight, Arnold. We'll hang out later, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like there hasn't been that much movie news or comic book news. So the little that we get, we try to tell you guys. We're going to milk you, it. <laughs> yeah. If you guys have other news, let us know. We want to know. Yeah, if there's something you're excited about, pop it on our pop it on our way. We want to know. Uh, one last thing, though, that I'm excited about. So this Wednesday, comic books will be out and Tuesday from Ooh. D.C. OK, so this Tuesday, uh Death Metal 2 is going to come out. This is the big DC Universe crossover right now. Wow. <laughs> I took a sneak peek. Uh, oh, my God. Like, Okay, so if you're a fan of Dr. Manhattan, you should read this issue. If you're a Watchmen fan, you should read this issue because the Batman who laughs... Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna it's gonna get crazy. Get crazy? It no. is. Yeah, like I was mind blown. Um, so yeah, hype, 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 hype. So go get yourself an issue. Uh, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Which is when it'll oh. be released. Granted, your your LCS might have different plans. Uh, UPS and shipping might have different plans, but it should be hitting the streets on Tuesday. So get yourself a copy because this is insane. the The Batman who laughs is gonna take it up a notch. Really? Yeah. And is I it mentioned, bad? Oh, it's it's freaking it's bad. <laughs> like it's okay. good. It's good. Well, there you um, go. You heard it here first. I'm pretty sure it's not here first, but well, maybe uh, if uh, it's. Uh, I guess not many people have read this yet, right? Like, well, at all. no. So this issue. Okay, so this is where I'm gonna break the fourth wall. At time of recording, nobody knows. Like very very select people that read their okay. copy for reviews and whatnot. Uh, by the time we get on the air, comic shop should be open. So what the hey? You want a spoiler? Should we just no. drop it here? No. Okay. no. <laughs> you can blame Andy. Send all hate mail to him. <laughs> yeah, send all uh, hate mail. No, I love it when it's not spoiled because when I hear about it, I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe next week we'll talk about it. Next week. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and, D- and sorry, and on the other side of the fence, Marvel is going to be taking up a, up a couple of notches, too, with Empire. So right now you have both universes having major crossover stuff. So I'm excited to see what the fallout is going to be. So that's, com- that's some comic All book this stuff. All sounds exciting. Yeah. I mean, like, I, like I've been telling you guys, I'm not a huge comic book reader, but Chris is getting me more and more into yeah. it. So I'm, I'm excited. I mean, you're making me really excited. And you say about all this Watchmen and the Batman who laughs and it's just crazy. I, I didn't think they'd go there. So I'm, I'm oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. When? Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. You think Wednesday. Yeah. Tuesday. All right. So should we get into it? Let's do it. Okay. So this week, the pitch this is going to challenge us to the idea of revivals. So we loved, most of us loved the uh, Netflix shows that Marvel put out there. Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, The Immortal Iron Fist, Punisher, and then they came together for Defenders. So there's been some really good TV. Uh, Then Disney Plus was created, so it's like, well, if we're going to have streamable TV shows, we probably don't want our competitors to have them. So the shows have pretty much just ended. 
And this is where I'm going to, because what we're doing here is pure imagination. And just like most of the news sites out there, they're like, oh, guess what? So I've seen some articles popping up where they said they want John Berthanol to come back and play the Punisher. He should. On a revived Punisher show. Uh, then I saw another article that said, I can't, something Finn. I can't think of the gentleman's name. But the guy oh, who yeah. played Iron Fist, they want to revive Iron Fist, but with a new cast. And even before we got into recording, I saw another one there. They said, oh, you know, we would love Charlie Cox to return as Daredevil. So it's interesting because main characters are going to, we're going to see that they can be cast. If you look at the Batwoman show, um, not only are they recasting the, the actress, but they're also recasting the character as well. Uh, oh, Bat- yeah. Yeah. They had, a, they had a big thing about that. And I, I, I don't know if she like left. everyone or no, just, just the main character. Okay. 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 Yeah, just because uh, there was some, there was fallout. I don't know if it was good fallout or bad fallout. I, from what, from of course rumors. Yeah, I heard that she got hurt. Yeah, I heard she just got injured and she just can't do it anymore. Yeah, so I, 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 there's, there's, there's something to it, but they are going to basically say Ruby Rose because that the actress that's not her name, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, Ruby Rose. So she's leaving the show, and um, I can't think of Batwoman's identity. Kane, Kathy Kane, I think it is. That character is going to leave the show as well. So they're bringing in a new actress. And she's going to be Batwoman. So it's like, okay, so this is not unprecedented. Like, it's happening, so we can start seeing it. So I wonder if they're going to do the whole Passamantle type thing. I'll be or curious. They, or are they just going to like be like, oh, she left. I need to be the new Batwoman. I think that's going <coughs> to – I think that's probably what they'll do. Like, DC has – DCCW has this notorious habit of here's the now, and then through the season we'll give you these little flashback nuggets. Yeah, that's So I true. think that's just going to be their formula. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it, this is totally unprecedented in the comics because in the comics, Kane is still Batwoman, uh, just – the show will be different. So, of course, these two things divorce themselves because one makes a lot of money and one is a comic book. So uh, so I thought that'd be fun for us to play with. What show? And it could be anything from the Marvel vault, uh, animation, um, TV. What do you want to bring back? And would you keep it with the same actors and actresses? Would you recast? And since this is a pitch this, I want you to tell me what would the new season be? Like, why should we bring your show back? So, Andy, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Yeah, go first. Okay. So I'm going to go right to the nostalgia factor and I'm going to say... Don't do it, Chris. Oh, I'm, I'm doing it. it <laughs> it's already done. I just haven't said it. Um, I am going to take us back in time. I'm going to take us back to a fond era. Back on Fox Kids. I knew it. X-Men. That's right. X-Men, the animated series. I'm bringing it back. Dude. That show, okay, we're talking, okay, it premiered October 31st, 1992. Halloween. This show can drink and vote. Finally. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, And so, like, this is insane. But that show is so amazing. And I love the fact that, like, I... I okay, I'll put it out there. Like I personally I, I don't really care about politics and I don't really care about what's going on in society. And I'm not saying that in a mean way, but it's just I live in my neighborhood. I, I work with my coworkers. So I've often like I was really big on the phrase, you know, think globally but act locally. So I can see injustice everywhere in the world and I'm gonna make sure I don't commit it and I'm gonna make sure I do more to help my community. You know, so that's why when I see people like going bananas, it's kinda like, well, you know, maybe maybe think about it, but that's their that's their freedom, which is totally fine. 
But I loved the fact that this show, X-Men the Animated Series, it would get on its soapbox and it would present ideas and it would talk about all kinds of stuff. Like the X-Men themselves, like if you're feeling like you're an outsider, that show has helped you to become part of something more, you know, like the mutant allegory is definitely like, it could be for race. It could be for sexual identity. It could be for religion. And even then the X-Men have gotten so big that they cover that. I mean, we have, you know, X-Men of color. We have X-Men of gender choices. We have X-Men of various religions. So I think that's great. So I think now in these times, that would be a great show to have. And yeah. I wouldn't just say, like, make another one like X-Men Evolution or Wolverine the X-Men. No, bring back X-Men the Animated Series because that show did it right. Um, if you look at it, let's see. I want to make sure I, I credit a lot of the... Uh, it was a little more serious, right? It really was. I remember. And, like, I'll be honest with you, too. Like, that show, it did a, it did a better job with some of the comics than they did. Like, if you ever look at it, so, like, if you, and I, I know you said you, you haven't read a lot of comics, but, like, X-Men Dark Phoenix Saga, that was huge. That was huge for its time. Like, mm -hmm. they killed off a founding X-Men. They gave her power. She destroyed a planet. Like, this was insane. So it was a beautiful, beautiful story. And obviously, it's one of the greatest hits of the X-Men, and they try to adapt it. And so far, the best adaptation has been X-Men the Animated Series. Yeah. Because when they tried to do with the Phoenix Saga, that would have been X-Men 3, The Last Stand. <laughs> that stunk. <laughs> um, that wasn't this last Fox X-Men, wasn't it called Phoenix? Yes. Yeah, and that sucked. Dark Phoenix. That thing was horrible. I didn't watch it. Oh, you did yourself a favor. Yeah, I didn't. Even I watch got it. suckered in. I because everybody was like, "Oh, it was such a great, it was such an emotional ride for those actors." And I was like, what? "Oh, you know what? That's their last hurrah." Okay, uh, I'll go watch yeah, it. I guess it makes no, sense. it was not. It was garbage. But anyways, the developers he, of this show, Eric Lewald, Sidney Lewanter, and Mark Edens, these folks did a fantastic job. They took this show, they took the heart of the matter, and they put it out there, and that's why it worked. It was beautiful. It was fantastic. It was perfect. And I think nowadays, unfortunately, and I, I say this with, with sadness, but kids are older, if that makes sense. You know, they're exposed to a lot more. Yeah. They're not just, I mean, when I was a kid, we were running around like dangers were like eating glue, you know, like don't be stupid. You know, <laughs> nowadays kids, they've got so much to deal with. And I think a show like X-Men, the animated series could really help them deal with it to help them think about it and whatnot. Because I love the fact that the main story of the X-Men, when you look at it, it's Xavier versus Magneto. Both of them are right and both of them are wrong. And I love that. And it's just it's it's more about saying, look, you try to stand up for people, you try to do the best you can, and you try to do it as right as you can. And I think that's neat, you know. And but at the same time, Magneto shows us that, hey man, don't be taking any crap either, you know. Yeah. So I would do that. Um, so I would definitely say, yes, I want that. Um, I want, I would get the, uh, the the voice cast back. So Norm Spencer as Cyclops, uh, Cathal Dodd as Wolverine, Lenore Zan as Rogue, Iona Morris was the original Storm or Allison Seeley Smith. And that's how well that was. I didn't even catch that there was a voice change. I'm sure if I watched it now, I would... I'd probably hear it. Uh, George Booza as as Beast. Man, that was a great Beast. Um, Chris Potter was the original Gambit, and then Tony Daniels stepped in. Uh, Allison Court was Jubilee. Catherine Disher as Jean Grey. And I would make sure to give her dialogue this time, not just always having her doing the, oh, Scott, and moaning. Like, there's a horrible video out there. It's like five minutes of Jean Grey, and she's just like, oh, ee, 
Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember that. That's uh, funny. Yeah, she kind of got the she kind of got the short end on that one. And then Cedric Smith was Professor X. Um, I don't I don't have it available to me who played Magneto, but I want that voice actor back. I think he was great. So yeah, I would do that. So I would bring it back. That's the show, X-Men the Animated Series. I would keep the original cast, keep as much of the original behind the scenes, the animators, the directors, the developers, as much as we can get. Um, I would probably even say get like... I, I don't think he divorced really nicely from Marvel, but Avi Arad, uh, he started off, he oh, was like yeah. a toy biz guy. He was a toy biz guy. And when Marvel like went to crap with their uh, bankruptcy and stuff like that, he kind of took it on and he helped step it up. And I mean, he did a lot. He helped make the movies happen. Blade, X-Men and Spider-Man, you know, the, all the animation, he really stepped it up. So I'd say get him back. You know, I think he worked well with a lot of people. And so for my season one, what would I do? Okay, I'm going to pitch something that hasn't been done. Let's do it. And it hasn't been done. Well, it's been kind of done. So there's a story called X-Men God Loves Man Kills. Okay. It is a crazy deep story. As a matter of fact, right now Marvel is doing a uh, special reprint of it that's going to be released as a two-issue series. So it's got new art like basically bookending it on the beginning and the end. Yeah. And then some interviews in the back as well. Um, I recommend go purchase those if you've never read this because the story is amazing. Uh, if you don't want to get that, that's fine. Wait, they're going to release a hardcover collecting all the material. So that's also a neat way to do it as well. This was the inspiration behind X2, which everybody was like, oh my God, that was the best X-Men film because it was William Stryker. He was the villain. Yeah, yeah, I remember um, that one. But I would keep it the original way it was. I would do. I would probably say I would do this either as a three or a four part episode, so that way we'll, we'll definitely eat up some of the season there. Um, but I'd say yeah, that's how I'd open it, and I would open it. I mean, not as dark, but as dark as you could get, you know. So like for an animated, yeah, show? for an yeah. animated kids show, you know. Yeah. But I mean, they did a good job of sticking to a lot of stuff. But I would love to do that because I always thought Stryker was a great villain because he only had the one appearance. Once X2, oh, really? yeah, once X2 happened, then it's like, okay, let's bring him back. But before that movie, he only had one appearance. So he was in a prominent he role. He was not it? a pro. Yeah, wow. he was He was just like, okay, he was created for this graphic novel. Uh, even then, as I was reading from Chris Claremont, and he even helped. Like, like Chris Claremont is a huge X-Men writer, and he also helped with this show, X-Men the Animated Series. Like, they brought him on to be like, hey, you know. Wait, well, so, so Stryker in the comic books, did he help build Wolverine? No. Okay. No. But back then, people enjoyed the fact that Wolverine didn't have an origin. Like, that ah, mystery was cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, man. Basically, until X2, we didn't know the origin of Wolverine. Really? Yeah, we did not. Nobody knew. Like, I mean, you'd get bits and pieces. Like, you're like, oh, okay, he's really old. Okay, we don't know how old. Like, hundreds of years, we didn't know that. Um, you knew that he was military, you know, the Canadian military department H and stuff like that. Uh, you knew about... You know, the adamantium that's basically he was kidnapped and it was injected into him. But even then, back then, you didn't know, like, did he have bones inside the claw or was it just the claw? Was it the adamantium? Uh -huh. We didn't learn that until Fatal Attractions when Magneto was like, F you, Wolverine, and he ripped all the adamantium out. And so Wolverine popped claws and they were bones. And you're like, oh, that's nuts, you know. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, thanks, you know. that's thanks crazy. to X2, that's when they were like, okay, we've, we've got to do some more stuff, so there you go. But yeah, I would love to do that. Like, I would love to develop the character because I thought he was such a rich character. Like, basically, he was like, okay, 
he was a military guy, you know, very straight laced, but then he was also kind of a douche, you know, like, hey, you know, he's drinking and causing problems and stuff like that. So basically, you know, it's one of those internal busts where it's okay, well, we caught you, so we're going to move you around and whatnot. So he's driving with his wife in the car, his wife's pregnant, and um, he's, I forget if he was drunk, but they basically got in an accident. I would present it that he was drunk just to make <laughs> him that more douchey. So, anyways, they crash. And then the accident winds up causing her to go into labor. So he's like, oh, my God. So he delivers the baby. And when the baby's born, it's an extreme mutant, kind of like like Nightcrawler. You know? yeah. So he's like, oh, my God. So he just he doesn't know what to do. So he kills the baby and he kills his wife. And then he puts himself in the car and he basically just like sets it so it'll explode. Because he's like, oh, I, I sinned. I'm a horrible person. Like I, this is my punishment. So he thinks he's going to die. As fate has it, the car explodes, but he lives. So then he gets it in his warped mind. He's like, yeah, you know what? Like, God wants me to live. I'm a good man. The <laughs> sin was my wife. She was the sin. That's why she got punished. That's why she's dead. Oh my it's God. Like, but you killed her? <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's how, like, this is a warped villain. So he's so warped. Like, that's why Magneto and the X-Men actually joined forces. And so I would love to do that. Like, do episode one, and you could do it perfectly. Episode one would definitely be, like, Striker. Like, you see that his purifiers, and I love that, too. What a scary name for bad guys. They're purifiers. <laughs> purifiers. Like, it sounds good, but they're, you know, like, these are people that are using religion to justify their heinous acts. Wait, so is he a mutant? No. No, Striker's a normal dude. Then how did he survive? Just luck, just one of those dumbfounded wow, things. Like okay. it's kind of the same thing. Like you know, like why is it bad people survive? You know, yeah, like, that's you know, true. Not not saying that everybody who survives survives bad, but like you know, like drunk drivers and a car accident happens. And it's like why did the drunk guy survive? And it's like yeah, oh, you know. okay. So it you know mainly to for the sake of story. You know, <laughs> so that's the big part. But yeah, I would do episode one. So like you you see like you see how Strikers profiling the X Men, which is great to introduce the X Men characters, reintroduce them to family because again another reason why I think this revival would work is kids who watch that show are now adults and they might even have children of their own. So that's going to bring families together, which is a win-win for Disney. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so the episode one would do that. Episode two, I would then have it be the debate. So that's where Xavier goes on TV and he debates Stryker. Uh, and then you ended with the cliffhanger of Storm, Cyclops, and Professor X dying because the purifiers attack. But then the reality is Stryker is kidnapping Xavier to make him a weapon against mutants because Stryker basically says, hey, let me use Xavier's telepathy to strike only mutants and kill them. So it's going to be yeah, kind of like the movie took to, yeah, that. Yeah, I was like, I remember that was happening in the second one. Yep. So then and if it's only three episodes, then episode three would basically be like the X-Men regroup. They join forces with Magneto and then they go after it. And it's like, okay, so they stop Stryker. But I love it because there's a great speech by Cyclops where he's like, we can't just stop the man. We have to stop his ideas. And so like it's a great point because it's like, yeah, just because, you know, you, you could win a battle doesn't mean you won the war. And so I would really hype that. So I would definitely do my opener would be uh, X-Men God Loves, Man Kills. Uh, I would, like I said, I'd probably be a three three good issues or three good episodes. Sorry, <laughs> comic book mind. So I'd have that. And then um, I would just continue it out, you know, have various stories and whatnot. I think what cartoons usually get like 24 episodes. Yeah, so good amount. That. But then what I would love to do, my, my last four episodes, I would do something crazy. I would fully adapt X-Men Age of Apocalypse. So I'd have that where they go back in time, they kill Xavier. We, you know, so the episode one would be the Legion quest. 
we'd get two episodes of establishing this new world, you know, yeah. Factor X and all the other teams and how crazy they were, Cyclops with one eye, Wolverine with one hand, all this craziness. And then episode four, I'm going to do a classic, like, I mean, I would create an ending if we obviously didn't get picked up for more seasons, but if we did get picked up, I would, I'd hope we'd get picked up. I would hope it would end on like, you know, Bishop going back in time. Does he, is he successful? Does he restore the X-Men universe or find out next time? And (laughs) then that way when season two opens up, we get that famous line previously on X-Men. Yes. That's my revival pitch. Wow. Nice. See that's that's good because I feel like you knew so much history about the X Men and all the X Men because I yeah I would have never known this and yeah like honestly I thought Strucker was a big part of the comic books because they right, made it the seem way that, that way yeah. yeah and then I didn't know you didn't know Wolverine's origin until the movies which is pretty crazy yeah well part of the movies yeah well I mean that's what I think that's why like so Wolverine was crazy popular in the 80s like at one point he was short and hairy he was not a beautiful man like Hugh Jackman <laughs> <laughs> um. Like they, there used to be talk of when they were going to do an X Men movie because there's been forever talk. Like Danny DeVito. Like I know people are looking and thinking, oh, like oh, that's just a cute little drawing. No, that was actually consideration. Like Danny DeVito to really? play the part of Wolverine. Robert De Niro was tossed in there to play Wolverine. I, I remember that you one. Know? I've heard that one. Uh, so yeah, there, there's always been that. So yeah, Wolverine was just a short, scrappy little Canadian. I mean, that's why he's a Wolverine. Wolverines are not known to be like these big, you know, yeah. pumas or something like that. You know, so yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Stryker was was not as big. He only had the one appearance. Uh, once the movie came out, they brought him back and they did a sequel, X Men: God Loves, Man Kills Two. Not as good. I was I was let down. Really? Oh, yeah, oh. I went and bought it and I was like, oh, this is garbage. Sorry, <laughs> don't mean to be too critical. And then, but yeah, so Wolverine, we did not know his origin. We didn't know anything, and it was awesome. Because every now and then, like they like maybe every three years, they'd release a little nugget like, "Oh, this." I mean, at one point, it was considered that Sabretooth might be Wolverine's dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not even his brother. Not even his brother. And it was like, "What? This is insane!" And so, so it was cool. It, so even then, they haven't confirmed if it's a dad or not. No, they they scrapped that idea because basically the movie, I think it was X Men Origins. Like basically, they're saying Wolverine and, oh, yeah, and that, Logan, or so, yeah, Wolverine and Sabretooth are brothers, but they're like. Oh no, they had the same dad. Yeah, they the so they're dad. they're the biological like half brothers. There we go. That's the yeah. term. So I don't know if the comics have fully embraced that or not. Um, you know, just because like I mean, Wolverine was cool. Like he was like the cowboy, like the man with no name. You didn't know anything about him, which so would be that, cool. Yeah, yeah, that gave it that mystique. But the movies, they're like, no, we got to put it all out there, and so that's why the comics had to rush it out. Because <laughs> that's why Superman got married. Same thing. Um, DC Comics back in like the early 90s they were like hey let's get Superman and Lois married and it was like cool we're going to do this and then they started the TV show Lois and Clark the new adventures of Superman Oh, and so the TV show is like don't marry them because that's going to ruin like then people are going to know they're married so they're going to know they're going to get together so the comics are like okay uh, what should we do oh let's kill him so that's why we got the death of Superman so that was a oh. happy accident yeah and then finally when the TV shows were like hey let's do this they decided, okay, well, we're going to get them married. So they basically told the comic book people, like, all right, this is going to happen. So they timed it so that the comic books and the TV show would marry Lois and Clark off at the same time. So it was pretty wild. So it is funny how extra media can bring in story or take story from it. I think it's it's pretty wild. So I can definitely see why Marvel was like, uh-oh, we're going to do the origin of Wolverine then we better do it so we can control it instead of letting the movie control and establish. 
So that's, yeah. See, that's crazy. See, I would have never known for sure, like all this history. And then you just, you just keep amazing me, Mr. Franey. That's what we do. <laughs> I'll start so, my own podcast, the uh, history of comics. Yeah, you should. You really, really <laughs> should. Um, so for me, and yeah, I hate what's, you. What's your revival? And I hate you because you got in the same decade as me. I, I called it first. I was there first. I, I grew know. up in and, and it's funny because <laughs> you said Avi, what is it? Avi Arad? Yeah, Avi Arad. Yeah. Yeah. And he was also yes, he a was. big help on this show. Yes, he was. I cheated and I looked at your phone, so I know what you're <sighs> going to do. But it's okay. I'm excited. I can still pretend. So, but I'm going to be excited anyway. <laughs> so my revival, <gasps> oh wait, our continuation really? for season six, because they did five seasons, would be yes. 1994's spider-man the animated show yes i love that show so much man i think that's what originally got me into comic books and everything because i was well i was born in 95 so i would probably watch it in 98 like i thought that was the best thing in the world 94 Uh or 99 so i don't know i it's just the way it ended was i don't know if you remember the way it ended yeah how it's just there him and madam webb are gonna go look for mary jane now yeah so they're gonna go to different worlds or they're gonna find the real mary jane so you're like what is it and i really like that episode the very last episode because they meet the real stan lee yeah that was so yeah. cool so it's 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 a good ending so yeah. but it, it leaves it too much open i'm just like i need to know like did, did they, they never MJ, yeah did they find know? mj did they never really kill her off did like what's happening? Because I remember the clone was um was Hydro Man. They he made yeah. like that water clone of her, and it, she disintegrated. So that's what made him go mad. And I really liked. It. And then I I don't know if that ever happened. The Spider Carnage. So Spider Carnage did happen. Uh, it actually. So it's wild about that. And I love the way that they did that because okay, when this was going on, the clone saga was happening. Yes. So Spider Man, Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. All that crazy shenanigans. And the clone saga was actually only supposed to, it was supposed to be really short. It was supposed to be like a six month long thing. And they dragged it out to like three years, give <laughs> or take. So yeah, because they were really? like, hey, this is making money. Let's keep doing it. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And and so eventually they, they decided to say, like, hey, we'll say Ben Riley is the real Peter Parker. So he became Spider Man. That's why he wore that suit that had like the exposed web shooters, yeah. the bigger spider and stuff like that. And so he was Spider Man. And they did have that where the Carnage symbiote bonded towards him and it made that spider carnage and it was a cool looking design i was like wow that's pretty nuts but i like how the tv show was like oh let's you know like he went mad and insane and you know because yeah yeah, we did get scarlet spider he took off and he had the blonde hair and he's like my world's peter parker went insane that was that's because he was a clone because i'm spider-man yeah (laughs) yeah and and i love that i thought it was i mean i don't know how true it is to the comic books but I love that show. I mean, everything they did, that's how I really got into like everything because that's how I found out the origin of Spider-Man. I found, that's yeah. how I found out a whole bunch of his villains. That's how I got introduced to Iron Man, Captain America. Um, yeah. Oh, man, when they did that Secret Wars crossover. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, that was so cool. And then they, they also did um that, that episode <laughs> when... Uh, sorry, the dogs are going crazy. Um, they also did that episode where they tried the superhero serum on six other people after they did it on Captain America. That's right. So they had like that whole super team, but they they have to stop um, Red Skull and send them back to the past. And that because um, Captain America stuck with Red Skull into the yeah, end. They the, fought into the yeah, time, time stream. So like, I love that. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is awesome. And yeah, it was more... It, it was different than just your average cartoon because, yeah, it was more darker. It was sadder because, yeah, he he finally marries um, Mary Jane and she gets killed by the 
the Green Goblin. Oh, yeah. Hobgoblin, Green Goblin. I think it was green. I think it was green. I think, yeah. Because he basically couldn't do the Gwen Stacy stuff. Yeah. So they well, got as close as they could. But why? Because you can't kill a main character on Saturday morning cartoons. Because oh, in the sorry. comics, Green Goblin, so Norman Osborn, he found out, he knew Spider-Man was Peter Parker. That was huge. Like, this goes all the way back to the original creator, Stan and Jack. Like, there, it's not Jack, I'm sorry. Stan and Steve. Uh, Steve Ditko and Ditko. Stanley. And so that's actually why they broke up. Because Steve Ditko was like, I don't want them to know who Green Goblin was. He's going to be a brand new character. And Stan Lee was like, no, I think it'd be great if it was uh, Norman Osborn. So they just kind of, they put it out there. They didn't agree. And that's what kind of led to their breakup. Oh, wow. So, yeah, that was crazy. So anyway, so years later in the 70s, you have new people taking over Spider-Man, writing it and stuff like that. Uh, the guy who created the Punisher, Jerry Conway, he was writing Spider-Man at the time. He's like, yeah, let's do it. So Green Goblin breaks in, kidnaps Gwen Stacy, throws her off the bridge. Spider-Man's like, no, does the webbing, grabs her by the heels. Her neck snaps. And so she's dead. <laughs> and it was crazy. And so obviously the cartoons are like, well, we can't do that stuff because that had never been presented before. So like now they probably could get away with it because Spider, the amazing Spider-Man 2, they, they did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you could probably do it now, but they were like, okay, so most people knew, and plus you don't want to bring up Gwen Stacy because she's gone. Like at that point, like, you know, she would, she like Spider Gwen was not around. There was no reason to have Gwen Stacy. Yeah. So that's why they used Mary Jane. But I love how they were like, okay, we can get those crazy moments, but yeah, we'll throw her into like the multiverse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. So yeah. she fell off the bridge or whatever, and then she, instead of he thought she got killed or she fell into the water and they never found her, but she really got sent to a portal. And I, and I thought that was really cool. So yeah, I think I would want to explore what really happened and maybe keep doing the clone verse thing and actually going into different worlds, um, because just to actually see what other Mary Janes are doing and maybe his Mary Jane is just completely different or because it's been a couple of years since they've actually found her. So I think it would just be really interesting to, for him to be jumping around, maybe not time, but multiverses to actually yeah. try to find her. No, totally. Like I dude, like what a great idea, your revival, because after the success of into the spider verse, yeah, you could, exactly. you could totally be like, Hey, you know, if miles wants to pop in for an arc, or, you know, eventually the show could take to the point where Miles does become Spider-Man entirely on that show or something. But, yeah, you could. You could play with the multiverse because they introduced it. Yeah. Like, that cartoon was so progressive. Like, yeah, it changed the world. No, it was so progressive in terms <laughs> of comics, you know. Like, it was like, yeah. yeah. Like, we had, like, the, everybody's like, oh, the MCU is great. Dude, Fox built it first with yeah. their cartoon. Like, Hardcore. we had the X-Men and Spider-Man team up. We had all them show up, you know. like Yeah, because that's what gave also Iron Man his own yeah, show, right? Yeah, like, they, they had the Marvel Action Hour with Iron Man yeah, and the Fantastic like, Four. Yeah, oh, so much oh, yeah, good Fantastic stuff. Four, too, yeah, so... Yeah, like I said, this is what introduced me and made me love comic books and comic book shows and everything. So I think just reviving it, giving all these, well, they're not kids anymore. People from 1999 are now going to be 21 this year or 20 this year. So like we're all adults now. So <laughs> can you imagine like an adult Spider-Man, maybe not make it too adult because then that just goes into like a radar, but still keep it a kid show, but keep it the same because I still love all the the voices, even like when I heard the voice of Spider-Man, like he sounded like, like a, t a teenager still, but he grew up, you know what I mean? You can even tell like the difference in his voice, like as the, the seasons went on, like as he became a man. So you want to know something cool about that? I got some more crazy useless facts. What? So Christopher Daniel Barnes was the voice actor who played Spider-Man, Peter Parker yeah. on that show. 
He also played Greg Brady on those Brady Bunch movies. Like when he they did, did the, not I the original Brady Bunch, too. but yeah, he was he was uh, Greg Brady on those. Um, yeah, I dude, his like his Peter Parker was awesome. Like, yeah, it, it was because like, I, and I think that's why that show had better success than the movies did because he was in college. Like, let's grow Spider Man yeah. up a little bit because yeah. as the movies have progressed, yes, you know he's gotten younger, but you know, like college is the perfect age because it gives him that independence, but he's also still like. Oh crap! I gotta get to school. You know, like it <laughs> yeah. works out perfectly. Uh, just get J.K. Simmons to play uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson, yeah. and even then, I didn't know this. I learned this recently because okay, all right. For for those of you that are fans, and I I, I know quarantine's got all of us. Gyms are closed, <laughs> but here's what I did to get myself back into the gym. I watched Spider-Man. So I would get on a stationary bike because if you work out and that's a good cardio and, it, you know, get you moving and stuff like yeah. that and it's, it's not going to hurt, it's a good starter. I used to get on a stationary bike and bike for a whole episode of Spider-Man. So I started really? watching. Yeah, I'd go put my phone on Disney Plus app, start watching the Spider-Man series. I was like, all right, this is cool. Some of them I had to suffer through. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, but I totally forgot about two voice actors that were in that show. The Hobgoblin yep, is that's Mark a good Hamill. Yeah. I didn't know. I, yeah, I totally I, I was I like, either. that's the Joker. You yeah. know, like the first time I heard it again, I was like, what? So I can't believe I didn't make that connection because both those shows are running together. And also, um, J. Jonah Jameson was Ernest Borgnine. He's a huge actor. I mean, he's he's deceased now, but he was he was a big voice actor, a uh, great actor of his era, his generation and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, I did not know he was into voicing cartoons. So I thought that was so cool that he was a part of that um so yeah, a lot of hidden gems in there oh yeah. madam webb i forgot almost forgot madam webb the lady who did the voice yeah that who, was stan lee's wife really that was joan lee oh, yeah wow yeah so that's, that's cute yeah that's why that's why it's even funny because when you watch that last episode and when yeah, madam webb takes spider-man she's kind of like oh who was that cute man yeah like, that's your husband because <laughs> stan lee oh, no 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 stan makes a uh, who, who is who, that who, beautiful woman? Who is that beautiful? I don't know how to do a stand voice. I'll learn. But yeah, he's like, who's that beautiful? Who's that looker? That, that makes more <laughs> sense. Now, that's funny. Yeah, because like I said, that, that one, even that episode that he's just like, that he's taking the other Spider-Man back to their own world. And he's like, yeah, on my world, you're a fictional comic book character that has his own show. Yeah. And he's like, this guy's the one that writes all about you. And then, like, yeah, he's like, I, I like how Stan Lee's and Spider-Man are swinging through the city. And then they're like, I always wondered what it was like to swing through the city. This is amazing. Like, and it's true because, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, all of us, Stan Lee's was a comic book character. I mean, was a comic book lover. So he imagines what it's like to put on the Iron Man suit, what it's like to web around the city, what's what it's like to get shot at with Captain America's shield protecting you. Yeah. Like, so... I, I don't know. I think I think a revival now, especially with the whole multiverse, would be perfect, and it would just. I feel like it would do good, written correctly, of course. But I feel like it'd be awesome to revive that. It totally would, and I I gotta say I gotta give a lot of credit to, like the writers of those shows, like even Iron Man, like Iron Man and Fantastic Four, because they did they did some cool stuff, like. On the Iron Man show, we had the armor wars. So we got to see Iron yeah. Man going around and like, hey, take off that armor. And he took him down. Fantastic Four, they adapted everything like, okay, let's start with issue one. How did they get the powers? First Doctor Doom and all that stuff. The Spider-Man and, and uh, X-Men shows. I mean, they both had like six, seven seasons. Yeah, And I like that they all like intertwined. Like when yeah. they did meet up with each other, like 
like oh and then like wolverine would pop up once in a while into the spider-man show and then spider-man would make like a funny comment and everything like that so yeah so they did it great so i mean like honestly like yeah like they could do that because there's so many new spider-man um stories that have been done since then that they could adapt like you know yeah like hey let's do maximum carnage let's do you know like let's have them let's have them into it some more um God, Dan Slot, he had an amazing run on on Spider-Man, so that'd be fun. And yeah, and then plus two, tell us like, did Mary Jane make it back? Or yes. Not? Oh my I, God. The only I, I don't know if you you said this one, but I like that that would be your big pitch. And I would say drag it on all of season one. Like, yeah. give us a reason to keep watching. Exactly. Yeah. Like everyone that's watched it is gonna be there until the end. Being like, is he gonna meet her finally? Like, well, in the comic books, he makes. He had to make a deal with the devil, right? Because oh, she. Oh god, that was such a horror. Yes, I know you're. Uh, so Spider Man and Mary Jane are married. Um, the Civil War happens now. The Civil War movie is actually better than the comics, um, way better. The Civil War comics were just ridiculous. So Spider Man was kind of the linchpin. Like he's at first, he's the face of registration, you know. Yeah, so he unmasks and he's like, "My name is Peter Parker, and I've been a hero since I was a kid." <sighs> and then all of a sudden, like people go out there and like well screw this guy so they try to kill him they shoot because of a spider sense he dodges aunt may gets hit and he's like no so he takes aunt may everywhere like to the x-men to dr strange like can you help her and of course like no nobody can help aunt may with a gunshot wound that's just too intense (laughs) so finally like mephesto which is basically the devil he's like okay here's what i'll do i will take back your identity so nobody remembers your spider-man Okay, um, I'll let Mary, or I'll let Aunt May live, but you have to give me one thing. It's like, oh, I got to sacrifice my soul. No, I just want your love. I want the love between you and Mary Jane. It's so, so cheesy, oh, but it, it happens, and it's like, okay, yeah. so yeah, one more day, read it, and then just forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I mean, I I think I think it would just be amazing with this time, like. To revamp that and make it new. I mean, 20 episodes, of course, start with them. And I think I would like them um, just jumping around like multiverses. Maybe one maybe one or two episodes each multiverse. Or maybe just one episode if it's a very short. Because you know you have to have filler episodes. You maybe see a different version of the Green Goblin. A uh, version where Venom and Carnage get together and they make a symbiote and um other types of symbiotes maybe he goes into a world where everyone has a symbiote yes planet of the symbiotes exactly like i think it would just be amazing like if they were to bring it back uh, i would be right there all right there's there's two things i want from your show i would want to have uh i I want toby mcguire and um Oh, I can't think of the green, his Green Goblin. I can't think of the actor's name. Willem, uh, Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. I want them to make an appearance, yes. like how Spider-Man's traveling the world. So this way we could get like an unofficial Spider-Man 4. Yeah. That'd be neat. And then I also, because I love, um, I love that meme where it says the Spider-Man I grew up with and it shows, you know, the or the Peter Parker I grew up with and it shows the Christopher Daniel Barnes Peter Parker and the uh, the Peter Parker <laughs> I became and then it shows the uh, Peter B. Parker from the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. I want those two to yes. meet just so that meme can now become a cartoon just like how they did with the <laughs> pointing. I would love that. So as a fan, as your producer, this is what I want. <laughs> okay, perfect. They, well, we can make it happen. And Marvel, you should make it happen. Uh, maybe not with Fox. Do it Disney+. Plus. Yes. Do a Disney Plus show. and I. Well, they own Fox, so it's okay. Ex- oh, well, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. 
So yeah, I mean, make this happen. We're right. We're professionals. We know what we're talking about with um, X Men the animated series and with Spider Man. We know what. What would you guys do? Let us know. Yeah, tell us what cartoons would you bring? Or not? Sorry, we we went we went uh, cartoons, but tell us. Um, you know what would you what would you revive? Is it a Netflix show? Is it a live action show? Um, what do you want back? Because one, I was kind of tempted to go that route, but I'm, I'll be honest with you, and this is where I'm a bad fan. But like Blade, I I didn't watch the show, so you know, like I know I heard pretty good stuff about it. So maybe is that a show you would revive? So what would you bring back to life? What would you resurrect from the vault of the Marvel Universe? Would you bring back every character? Would you recast them? Would it be a completely new show? Like yep. We want to know. We want to hear from you. Yeah. We love when you guys interact with us. Thank you for helping us to hype this show. Uh, thank you for all the social media interactions. It's been fun. So, Andy, now comes that big question. Um, Where can people find you on social medias? Well, people can find me on Twitter at Andy Canchola, Andy with three Y's, A-N-D-Y-Y-Y-C-A-N-C-H-O-L-A, and just Andy Canchola on YouTube. I make random skits on YouTube, and I have fun and do some challenges. We did the Hot Ones Chicken Wings Challenge like two weeks ago, which was horrible. I'm still feeling it to this day. But yeah, it was it was a fun time. And Chris, where can people find you? Let's see. You can find me on Twitter as stuff I should say should being spelled S H U D. Um, you can find my writings on geeklymedia.com and also adventure or sorry, AIPTcomics.com, which is adventures in poor taste. Um, I, I write a lot of comic book reviews and, um, I try to generate as much news as I can. I'm a big Daredevil Ghostwriter fan, so I'm always hyping those two characters. Um, so definitely check me out there. Check out Andy on his stuff. His videos are great. I'm not just saying that because he gives me $10 every week to say it. Yes. Uh, you owe me 10 bucks. And so anyway, I so yeah. <laughs> but definitely please listen to all the other shows in the network. We have a variety of stuff. We talk about novels. We talk about comics. We talk about movies. We talk about it all. We are fans that get together and share our love with you. And we want to make sure you listen to as much as you can. So uh, definitely rate and review. Check out everything that Geekly Media has to offer. Please. But until then, this is Pitch This saying always remember to geek, geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 